Thank you, John. Thank you, congregation, brothers, sisters. Um, it's really a privilege being here. I'm sitting here in front of this church that's been part of my life for, very, for a very long time. And uh, many thoughts went through my mind. <laughs> uh, even a thought like, this isn't fair. <laughs> they never had the battles for this piece of land. They don't know all the hours and days and everything that went into the municipality's offices and what happened in the education department because this, this 3.4 hectares has been part of a plan for an English school and to get that transferred and I don't want to tell you but I think it's been two, three years just to get some paperwork done. But... Um, I just know this morning it's because in one another sense this is just part of God's plan. That's why everything went smooth. And um, I also would like to say I know that what happened here is also part of a vision and a dream in our hearts. Um, when I saw the people here in front on the stage this morning, new members, that's always been our concern. There's a certain section that we as Afrikaans-speaking church, we don't reach them. And we had a few plans and we tried to do that in a certain sense, to reach out to those people and to get them connected, but never successfully. But God did hear our prayers. That's what I've seen this morning. Because he used this building and he continued this vision to make an impact here in the east of Pretoria also in between and under the English-speaking people. And um, I also know that um, it's your, in a certain sense, God's favorites, God's graces over this place, over the people here. And it's wonderful to, to know Having the one thought, I don't know if this is right to let go of this place. Of this, let go of this, place. Uh, this is part of our life. We had so many memories, so many encounters with God in this place. And, but on the other side, we know God blessed us uh, with uh, the place there at Woodlands. And we also know that we are still in the same ministry. And I can really promise you that it's John's father has been a father in a certain sense for me for a very long time. and uh, It's a privilege of being part of God's work through the Roberts and through this family and through what he started to do in Pretoria to continue this also in this place here. Praise God for what's happening here. John, thank you for closing my computer and shutting off everything here. Um, uh, I heard that they are very satisfied about everything that they've got here in the facilities, except they don't know, and they don't know where the baptism place is. <laughs> Uh, I, 
I don't know, John, have you ever looked what's, what's underneath there? <laughs> you have. Um, I heard they are so... Um, it's, it's so important for, for, for John to have a, a baptism place, a swimming pool, that I heard you bought a house next door because of the swimming pool there. Um, I can tell you that being here this morning isn't difficult for me. It feels like family. It's, I've been blessed here with the worship. And uh, all the memories up to now is just good memories. And I thank God for my brothers and sisters that I feel connected with. And I just want to say this morning, what a privilege of handing over this building and this premises for the kingdom of God and for the furthering and the taking uh, for the next step of what God wants to do here in the east of Pretoria. And you are part of that. And I thought, I, th- I had many thoughts what to say to this congregation because um, I know that every important thing in Scripture is being taught here. Um, but I thought perhaps there's something that I want to encourage you with, and that is to grow in your spiritual lives and to move forward and make a bigger impact in the city and in this place and from here through over the world. And um, therefore I thought it's fit to read uh, perhaps a portion out of Hebrews 5. Um, if you could go there. I, actually, I'll have it here on the screen. Of course, I can assure you there are so many English translations. I don't know how you guys manage to read the scripture in, in this church. But um, you can put up the scripture uh, I'm going to read. Uh, from verse 11. But uh, before I do that, shall we just bow our heads in prayer? Heavenly Father, what a privilege of being in your presence this morning, experiencing the working of your love and your spirit here. Lord, thank you for your wonderful plan and for the way you provided for choose life. Lord, we know that we must stick to the center of your will and that you will guide and lead us from here to make a bigger impact in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for the people that you call to be part of this leadership and we pray for them, for John and the whole team, Mandri, and we pray that you will Bless them and that you will help this church to extend their borders. Yes, Lord, we pray that your blessing will indeed be over them. We also pray that you will come and meet us now as we open your word and speak to us, Lord. And We don't only want to hear your, your word, we want to change. We are open for change. We are open to hear and to obey. Come and guide us now in Jesus' name. Speak to us and change my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hebrews 5, verse 11 says, 
We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. 6 verse 1. Therefore let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Instructions. Uh, okay, let's leave that part. The laying on of hands. Uh, you see, let's leave the elementary teachings. <laughs> instruction verse 2 about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, and God permitting we will do so. And only verse 12 also. We do not want you to become lazy. Have you ever read the Bible saying that? Don't become lazy. But to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now, brothers and sisters, if I look at this scripture, uh, verse 1, chapter 6 says, grow to maturity. And I believe for Christians that's a very important command. For a very long time in my own spiritual life and in the church, I discovered the problem that people tend to become Christians, but then they stay babies. They make a decision for Christ, and then they think they reached the end of the road, while it's actually been the beginning of the road. That's why a few years ago I also wrote a book, Distant to growth. It's been translated also in English. I don't know if the bookshop's open here, but they've got it there. Because I saw the importance of people in the church not growing. The, the problem is that we never saw in Scripture that it is a command of God. And we need a commandment where things won't come by itself. Not automatically. I won't grow automatically. It's because I need to focus and say, this is what God wants, this is His command, this is what His order is, I better focus on this with the rest of my, for the rest of my life. It's important to know that as, as, as a man, I easily will sit back, become lazy, fold my hands in my comfort zone and stop growing. 
it's so easy to stay in my comfort zone and not keep on being obedient, falling to the next step. You see, the problem is that we may easily think we arrived. I'm there. And I can tell you that each one of us here, no matter what level of growth you think you have, there's something more. And that's my message for you this morning. Don't hold back. Don't stand still. Don't sit in your lazy boy. Let's get up and move because there's more. There's so much more. God wants to lead us to new things. And sometimes we've got a wrong perception of what it means to move to a next level. I want to say it's not in the first instance to move into a new manifestation or a feeling or a one or another emotional reaction. But it is something to do the next level, something about blessing more people, touching more lives, changing people, leading them to Christ. That's spiritual maturity. That's why Christ came to this world. And that's why we see here in verse 12 to 14 that we are encouraged not to stay babies. We are encouraged to move on to spiritual maturity. You know, it's wonderful. Um, me and my wife had the privilege now for a few weeks to be a grandfather and a grandmother of our first uh, uh, grandchild. And this little child, since she's been born, everybody is doing everything to let her grow, to get the milk in and to get the milk stay in and <laughs> everything to get this baby going from 2.5, 2.9 to 3 kilograms. But you know, the problem would be that after seven years, somebody won't take anybody to the cot and show in the baby room my little baby lying there crying for another bottle of milk. Yes, he's seven years old. But some of us have been born seven years ago, reborn, born again, and we haven't grown much. We're still on the phase of crying for milk, being served. What's the difference between a baby and an adult? A baby cries and wants attention, and everything must be done for me. An adult is the one who, who does these things for babies. Doing, helping, and therefore we want to raise a child to get out of the cot, to start to, move, to, to walk, so that they can fetch some nappies, or help to lay the table, or to take this to uh, feed your little brother, or to start to do things. That's growing to maturity. Being a baby is focused on myself, waiting to be fed. Everything is around, is around myself, and 
That's what it's all about in my life. But the moment I start to grow, I see others and their needs, and I want to serve, and I want to obey commands, and I want to take things to people and help people, yes, and bring new people to life. You see, the Bible says here, don't stay infants, grow to maturity. That's the message of this portion that we read. It also says, you know, there are so much more. Don't stay at the elementary things in Scripture. God wants to open up new treasures. There's new insights in Scripture that God wants to reveal to you. He wants to take you to the next level. He wants you to be busy with His Word and to learn. That's why He said, you know, actually... When I look at the time you're already a Christian, it's so many years that actually at this point of time, you should have been teachers helping others. But now you are sitting and wait to be teach and to be taught again and to receive. And actually you should have cared for other people at this stage and helped them to understand Scripture. And that what God already revealed to you to help others to see it and to help them to grow. He says, I want you to grow to maturity, because that's God's command for us. Because infants should grow up, and not stay babies. And because there are so much more in scriptures, that must become part of your life. Not only knowing it, but it must become part of your life. You see, there's another reason he says you must grow so that you can grow in sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. God wants to help you to see, to come nearer to the light, to see where the filthy parts on your dress are, so that he can come and cleanse in your life. Being a Christian is moving nearer and nearer to the light, discovering more and more spots in my life that God wants to cleanse in with His blood. And that's why I must be open that God can come and show me what's wrong in my life. Come and change my life. I want to be more and more like Jesus. Therefore, I want to discover the old man and get rid more and more of this old man. And to become a spiritual child of God where everybody could look at me and see the resemblance of my Father. Having the fruit of the Spirit that people will see in my life not the ugliness of sin, but the beauty of Jesus. I know that this is an important thing in everyone's life that we really want to grow in our spiritual lives. But sometimes we are more concerned to grow in every other section of our life, but not so much concerned to grow in my spiritual life. And that's why I want to encourage you out of Scripture to say, raise the bar. It's like somebody doing the high jump and every time he's successful, he wants to, Raise the crossbar 
a little bit higher and higher. And that's what God wants to do with us, taking us to the next level, taking us to new things, opening up new things in Scripture, in our spiritual lives, in this world, taking us to be a greater blessing to people. Is that part of your heartbeat? God, more than everything, I want to grow. Yes, we do want to grow in our careers. That's part of our life. We, since school days, we want to do better. We study more and more. We want to go to a next step in our business. It's part of our career it's ambition. We want to go further and make more and more money to the next position we want to move there. It's also true in our marriages. You know, in our marriage lives, deep, deep in our heart, we really want to grow in intimacy. We want to grow in love. We want to know one another better. We read books. We go for counseling. We go for, for training and courses and whatever. And we pray, Lord, help me to love my wife more and more. Also, it's true in our families, with our children. We read books and we hear uh, from people and we talk to people and we go to courses and seminars and things. And We go on holidays. We spend time with our children. We make time with them. We want to build them up. We want to raise them to become better and better and more and more like Christ. Yes, it's important for us to raise our families better and better. It's also true, I believe, that in church, we've got the same drive in us. Perhaps you could remember the days in the theater. But since then, you were not satisfied to stay there. Moving over here, planning for a next step, for a second service in the morning. There's always planning to grow and to go further. In every section part of our lives. But my question today is, is that part of your inner heart's beat for your spiritual life? What are you doing to grow spiritually? What are you busy planning to do to grow? Do you want to grow nearer to what God's plan is for your life? God wants to come and encourage you and say, there are so much more for you waiting in a survey that they had over 500 churches uh, in America, but also over the world, uh, it's been done by Willow Creek, but it's, 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 uh, many other churches over the world have been involved in this survey. And they discovered that there are a few steps. And my question is, where are you spiritually at this morning? You see, the first possibility is that Perhaps you won't be here then, but there are people in the world. They're not interested in church. They don't want to hear anything about Scripture, the truth of God. They are living for themselves, for this world, for money, and they're part of a secular world, and that's it. And God hasn't had much place in their lives. The next step is that they move to become seekers exploring what's going on in scriptures. What's, uh, 
What's happening in church? What does the Bible say? And they start to read perhaps the Bible. They sometimes say a prayer. And they come to church. Because they are exploring Christ. They are, they are seekers coming to see well, there's a void inside. Perhaps here's something that I need. But they don't have a real relationship with God, although they might have some religion in their lives. The next possibility is that you could have grown to the next step, and that is, I'm a growing person in Christ because I've met Him. I do have a relationship with God. I know that I came to a point that I made a decision against sin and I gave my life to Christ who took away my sin and changed my heart and come and stay through His Holy Spirit in my heart. And therefore I know I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I move to the next level where I know that I've got a relationship with God. And therefore I want to grow more and more I'm go, I will go to church and I'll read my Bible and I do, I'll do some things to grow because that's the important thing now in my life. It's so wonderful to see if somebody made a decision for Christ and he starts to talk about Christ and he, he wants to learn more and more and he wants to be present where, where Christ is. And that takes him to a next level where he's close to Christ. Now I don't want to give one step where it isn't guided by God. In everything I ask, Lord, come and show me what is your will. What is your plan for my life? How must I do this? Should I go there? What about this relationship? What about money? What about everything? And now I start to pray that Christ will guide me in everything. And therefore, I want to live with Him. Every day I talk to Him, I want to be close to Him. In every decision I'll ask His guidance. And it's important to know what Scripture says and to obey what He says. And I want to listen to God and I want to do what God wants me to do. Is that the level that you are here? That's where you are this morning. There's another level Christ-centered lives. Where Christ is in the center of my life and not anymore myself. What I want. And therefore, I take up my cross daily. I die myself and I obey God and do what He wants me to do. Therefore, I'm open for the working of the Holy Spirit through me. I want to listen to the unction of the Spirit and the guidance of the Spirit and do what He wants me to do. And therefore, this life is not revolving around myself anymore. This life is Christ-centered. I want to tell people about Christ. When I talk, I want to talk about Jesus. My time must be determined how spended by Christ. And I want to serve. My eyes are opening up for the needs and what people want around me. 
I see a person, not how he or she is dressed, but if she's saved, if Christ is in her or him. And that's part of the importance of what God is busy doing today. He wants us to move into maturity, to become adults in Christ, so that we will serve others, help others. Now my finances isn't any more centered around my needs. It's what God wants to do with my finances. Now my money is His money. Therefore, my time is what He wants me to do. He's the first and the most important in my life. The first priority. Are you there? Or did you stop at the the place where you got uh, stuck in sin? Or where something happened and you're not willing to give the next step? And you're so concerned about yourself and these worldly things that you don't want to move on? God asks you to obey and you say no, not now, but later perhaps. You see, God wants us to move on this continuum. He wants us to obey Him to go to the next step. And I don't know where you are this morning, but I know God wants you to move to a next step of maturity in Him. You see, brothers and sisters, God wants us to become mature, and that means to reach out to others. And I want to ask you, are you really in practice doing this? Are you really reaching out to people? Did you touch people this week? To whom did you speak about their spiritual lives or needs? Whom did you touch in a certain way that their lives start to change? Do you think others will be the witnesses? We don't need to be a witness for Christ. Others need to help needy people and to tell them about salvation. That's not for me. Have you got excuses? Or are you obeying what God tells you to go for? And he's going to test us this week. It's easy, always easy here in certain churches and say, Yes, Lord, I know that's the right thing to do, and I promise. And just Monday or Sunday evening, somebody phone, or somebody comes across your, your way, and what's now going to, to happen? What, how are you going to react in that situation? You know, every one of us is made by God. He made us by purpose. Are you fulfilling God's purpose in life? Are you doing what He planned you to be here for on this earth? Why He saved you? Why He came and and stayed in your heart? Do you know why He lives in you through His Holy Spirit? Do you know He wants to touch people, reach out to people, change people's lives? And actually that's the, the next step for growth. We think sometimes to grow, I must eat, just get more milk and more milk. To grow, you need to get your muscles moving. To grow, you need to stand up and walk and go somewhere 
where God wants you to go. There are so many people around us that should be in church, should be in ourselves. Who are going to take up leadership to do that? You know, in this survey, they discovered that this, um, the last grouping of people who are Christ-centered, they are the most frustrated people in church. And the reason for that is that the church don't provide place for ministry. The church doesn't help them to take the next step or to see the vision for the next step or to know what to do now that I'm in Christ. How can I be a leader? In, should I start with a, with a prayer meeting? Should I get some people in the, at, at work together? Should I get my neighbors together? Where must I start to take initiative where God wants to send me out to change this world? When last have you asked somebody to yourself, or is it only this holy huddle, only us and us? Or are we worried about people outside not experiencing what we do here? So God wants to open up a vision in our hearts to see others and to know that they can only be touched by God's love if, he, if we would be His hands and His feet and the channel for His love to flow. I want to challenge you this morning to commit yourselves to God and say, Lord, I want to grow. I want to become what you planned me to be. This talent of gold that you gave me, I don't want to bury it under the ground. I want to give it in your hands and I'll, I'll work with this. I won't be lazy anymore. A lazy person is somebody who only thinks about himself and have got excuses for every next step. But if you are willing and say this morning, Lord, here I am. Never mind the cost. I want to grow. And I can promise you, the process of growth isn't always easy. To, to take the next step isn't always easy. And therefore, don't stand still and turn your back because you don't want to be uncomfortable or you don't want to have any, you don't want to make it difficult for yourself. Let's move on to the next step. You know, they say Mother Teresa, when she'd been 25 years old, she went and pleaded with her. Uh, people in the church, the leaders, to give her permission to go to Calcutta, to, the, to India, to serve those in need. And for 18 months, she had to persevere knocking at that door. They don't want to allow her. Are you willing to persevere because you know this is God's plan for your life? Are you willing to be the leader of something and take responsibility and say, Lord, I want to be mature and help others and do what you ask me to do. I want to give time just for you and God to sort this out. And I pray that you will make a new commitment to God. Let's bow our heads and just be still in prayer with God.
Heavenly Father, we are in your presence this morning. And we know this is your heart. Really, Lord, I want to grow. I want to become more and more like you. I want to do what you planned me to do here on earth and not to miss one of your commandments. I want to go and I want to serve and I want to tell and I want to give. Take my life this morning, Lord. Change me. Fill my life with your Holy Spirit and take control of every decision. Lord, I open my life for you this morning. Come and fulfill the purpose you made me for and put me here in this garden. Help me to grow and bear much fruit. Lord Jesus, come and bless this church that they will grow up in maturity, serve more and more, reach more and more people, change this world and this city. Lord, bless them that they will see when you move and that they will stand still when you don't move. They will, that they will go wherever you guide them and not take their own roads. We pray your blessing over this church, Lord. Thank you for a vision that I can see come true. We pray as Moraleta Park Dutch Reformed Church that your blessing will be over the people and the leadership of Chusla. Lord, and that you will take them from strength to strength. That they'll experience growth more and more. Lord, that if we pray for this church, we pray for every member here, help me, O Lord, to grow and to move to the next phase and to step into the next dimension. Thank you that you want to take us where there is more. We don't want to stand still, Lord. We don't want to be left behind. We want to follow you. We want to obey you. Thank you for what you're going to do this week, for the next steps you are going to show us, for the new things we are going to experience this week. We want to be Christ-centered, Christ-obedient, to glorify you, Lord Jesus. Help us. We pray that to your glory. Amen.